Hi guys, welcome back to My Steps to Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. And today is a fantastic day because I gonna get to interview Marine Ross Gem. Now, why am I so excited? Because, you know, bouncing, 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 <laughs> like Tigger. <laughs> Maybe too much coffee. Okay. No, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm actually excited about talking to Maureen because she is an expert in personality types. And that's a topic of mine that I, I, I love. I find intriguing. I find, I find it mysterious uh, how we all are so unique, yet... There are certain groups of people, if you can talk to them in a language that they understand, you are winning. And if you can't get that language right, you might as well go home. And so therefore, and, and it's still, uh, you know, it's a mystery to me. And therefore, I'm so excited because I know I'm going to be learning heaps today. So Maureen, welcome onto my show. Thank you. Thank you, Stefan. I'm so happy to be here. Good Indeed. See ya. Oh, Maureen, it is amazing. I mean, how did you get into that? I mean, did you wake up one day uh, as a little girl and say, Mommy, Daddy, wake them up. Hey, I know what I want to be. I want to be a leadership expert and I know exactly about personality types. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. No. <laughs> <laughs> how did it come about? It's a long and winding story. But honestly, I've always been fascinated with the study of human behavior. Right? Why do we do what we do? And how can you um, even change, you know, trying to change my own behavior, I realize how difficult it is, right? We get into these habits and patterns. And so I started looking at that. And then in my career, I certainly um, being in the corporate uh, workforce here in, in America, it was very, um, it was very subtle this whole feeling of you had to be somebody who you were not. You had to have this like mask on the corporate mask. You had to have professionalism. You had to have this, like, there was political undertones. You never knew, you know, what was going on. And I, so it was a mystery to me. And so I got a lot more information. I started to study the Myers-Briggs type personalities for about 10 years. And then I got into the Enneagram for a while. And now I am an authorized partner of Everything Disc, which is a Wiley and Sons brand. And I teach leadership skills and these personality types to leaders because it is so important to really deeply understand who you are. But of course, I'm also in recovery. I've been sober for 37 years. And so I sort of switched addictions into personal growth and development. And I'm kind of a, you've heard the personal growth junkie mm -hmm. <laughs> label, but um, I, I definitely, um, uh, I, I relate to that. I align with that and I'm always constantly growing. And I think if you're a leader in this world, you've got to always be looking at yourself. Yes, but I'm, oh, I'm already a bit confused. Do we not all have the same personality? I mean, we are not changing yet. There are different models. What's this all about? Uh, what's the difference <laughs> between Amaya Briggs and, and then the other things that you have mentioned? Well, there's a lot of different ways to look at your personality, but I want you to remember, like, I'm going to, I'll share with you a little bit about one of the ones, the easiest one to understand yourself. And we've all taken personality tests on, um, you know, the quizzes and fun things on social media, but really personality is only one, one part of you. It's a big part of you, but it's only one one part. You also have your values, your attitudes, your beliefs, right? Your skills, your experiences, your age, your maturity levels, uh, your background, and all of the things that come with you that makes you you. So even though I'm going to describe four personality types, and we're going to get into understanding your personality type better, um, you know, just because you have the same, quote, personality type as somebody else doesn't mean that you're the same as them, right? We are a conglomerate of all of those things. And so you don't have to really understand what all the different models are or go near as deep as like I did in my career. But I will give you an overview because the more you know about yourself, the better it is for you, the better it is for the people that work for you or with you. 
and the better your relationships get. And don't we all want to have a little less conflict? Don't we all want to have a little more uh, calm and harmonious relationships at work and in our families and in the groups that we work with or, or are with all the time? You know, we're going to have conflicts, but if you know what your personality style is and what theirs is, then you can take things less personal. It's just the way they are, right? You can, you can leave some of those judgments on the table a whole lot easier when you just know that they're just working from a certain perspective. That's all it is, really. It's just a perspective. That's so true. So true. And, and it is a powerful knowledge, but I mean, how do you go about it? And, and, but maybe, maybe let's start very practical. What personality type am I? What, uh, how do you figure out what is your personality type? Okay. Well, let's, let's go ahead and, and dig deep. Um, you know, first I would, what I'd like to do is um, I'd like to maybe describe the four different personality types. Mm -hmm. And then I'll ask you some specific questions. If number one, you know, do you think you can identify yourself in one of these four types? But I want you to remember that, you know, th this is just a preference that you have of, or a default that you sort of go mm -hmm. towards. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would say is you have all of these characteristics in you of all of the four types mm. it's just a preference or the default of what's more natural for you to go mm. to mm. and so we all have that but you might fall in between two of them mm. two of these categories like equally okay but i think you'll be able to figure out um, pretty quickly where you fall somewhere so if you sort of envision a circle map a circular map and there's four quadrants the first quadrant we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the everything disc model so disc is d i s c and each one of those is one of those quadrants okay the first one is the d the d stands for dominance now this is the type of person who is very results oriented. They are firm and direct in their communications. They don't beat around the bush. They tell it like it is. They don't, um, they don't sugarcoat things. Uh, they are driven. They like a good <laughs> challenge. In fact, they might just like to argue with you just for the sake of arguing. <laughs> they're they're strong-willed and sometimes they're forceful people. And we all know bosses like this, right? In the workplace where they don't come in and say, hey, how was your weekend? They just are like, where are you on the status of XYZ project? You know, they're just, they want to know and they want the status and they want it right now. They don't want all the details either. They're 30,000 foot level. Are you on track? Okay. You got any obstacles? What are you dealing with? You know, they just want to know the, the bigger stuff. They will also help you to get past the obstacles. They do like to cut corners because they want to get the results. Okay. Now the D person, well, okay, let me just jump to the, I'm going to go for, for all four of them. And then we'll talk about them in more detail if you'd like to. So the I stands for influence or influencer. And the I, um, the folks there, they also are fast paced. They are results oriented. They are go-getter types. They have a lot more um, people pleasing or uh, people focused part of their personality. Whereas the D's are more task minded. The I's are more people focused, right? So they have, they're enthusiastic. They're very cheerful. They're warm and friendly and chatty and social people. Okay. They're also a uh, high spirited, lively. Those are all the kind of words that I would associate with the eyes. They do like collaboration because they love working with people. So these D's and I's were the people that suffered the most during the Dan, the pandemic. They had to work from home. They had to stop going to the office. If they were in an office situation now in medical care, you don't get that option, right? So in, when you're in the health profession, it's a little bit harder. But uh, regardless, if you're, um, if you had to work from home, you, you found these people didn't mind coming on Zoom all the time. They want to see people and they want to be around people. Okay, so the third one is the S. 
and that stands for steadiness. The S's are also warm-hearted, people-focused folks, and they like collaboration. They're really good resource people, but they're much more calm. They are more reflective internally. They're more introverted types of people. They they think um, and feel deeply, but they don't often tell you about it. They hold things. They don't speak all the time about like what's really going on with them, but they are even tempered. They're accommodating and they're super good resource people. They're also patient and very humble and tactful because they care about how they come across to people. Okay. And they like a stable environment. They love harmony. They do not want to deal with conflict. They're not good conflict people. All right. And then the last one uh, type I want to talk to you about is the C. The C stands for conscientiousness. And the conscientiousness folks are often really detailed and experts in their fields. Okay, so these are your uh, professors, maybe they're they're knowledge gatherers, they're researchers and scientists and project managers and engineers and and doctors, I think, sometimes fit into this category. They're analytical, they're often reserved, but they're quality conscious. They want to get things right. They double and triple check things, whether it's a spreadsheet or did I get everything out of the surgery? <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, they're they're going to make sure that everything is right. But they're they're also very private people. They they don't show a lot of emotion a lot of times. And they think that emotions are not the proper place uh, in the workforce or in the workplace. Mm. They don't want people to know how they're feeling. And so when when somebody like the eyes get a little, you know, chaotic and emotional at work, uh, that's that will might trigger right the C's. So you can see how you can have some personality conflicts because people don't they 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 tend to to fall naturally into their own perspectives and places on, on how they see the world and how they deal with the world. And it's oftentimes not the same as, you know, me or you. So that's why conflicts occur. Mm. All right. So let's talk about you now. First, I will ask you, did you see yourself in one of those four or in two of those four styles? And what, where did you see yourself? Well, in actual fact, I certainly uh, recognize traits in me in all four quadrants. Yes, I, w- I, think, I would agree. Uh, yes, we having, all have all four. Exactly. Having said that, um, initially when you described the D, um, I was just laughing. Yeah, okay, tick, 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 tick. Um, when you then <laughs> went to the I, I thought, actually, hang on, tick, 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 tick. So I think um, D and I are uh, clearly there. I... Um, I would say D and I as primary my 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 personality types, but there are influences uh, certainly from S and C as well. Yes. Yep. And again, we have all of them, and we do use all of them, but we will often, you know, fall into our default when we're the most comfortable or when they're, we're the most stressed out, you know, sometimes even it's stressed out and might, you might go to the opposite, but I also see you as a DI. Mm-hmm. So the D's and the I's are extroverted in nature, right? So there we're, we think out loud, we are articulate and we speak fluent constantly, sometimes just to even see what it is that we're thinking. So they're, they're, we're fast paced and outgoing. Uh, folks. Okay. So the D's and the I's are fast paced and outgoing and the C's and the S's are more cautious and reserved and reflective. Okay. They're, they're more cautious in nature. Now. So if you're trying to, if you think about somebody in your mind, like say your wife or your, you know, your, your partner for your listeners or, or say your boss, or even somebody that you don't get along with so well at work, I want you to think about that. Mm -hmm. Right. Are they more than 50% of the time, are they fast-paced and outgoing or more than 50% of the time do they seem cautious and reserved? Now I say more than 50% because I'm sometimes I'm really cautious and reserved. Mm. It depends on the situation, right? But for the most part, I am an extrovert. 
I am fast paced and outgoing. All right. The second question you want to ask is, are they more questioning and skeptical most of the time or warm and friendly most of the time? And the D's and the C's are more questioning and skeptical. And sometimes people really know they'll be able to answer right away. Oh yes, I'm questioning and skeptical. Like that's, that's definitely me or no, I, I I'm warm and accepting. In fact, those warm and accepting people, they trust much quicker than those questioning and skeptical people do. Mm. They trust a lot faster and quicker. And sometimes they've been burned by it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's been, you know, healthy, but still though, that's the way you sort of tell the difference. But if you're right on the line, like maybe with you, you're right on the line. Do you think you fall on no. one side or the other more so? I. The D side? No, I. I side. Okay. I. So, so you're more of a, of a people person hmm. than a task-oriented, I want to get the job done person. Yes. Yes, I would think so. Okay. That is, that is yeah. me today. And that's kind in of past, how you tell. In the past, that would have been different. And that's interesting because uh, it is certainly I was a different man yes. when I was uh, focused on task. Okay, I need to do another publication. I need to do that. I want to do, achieve that, 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 that. So these tasks in the past were running my life. Nowadays, I have changed. So and yes. that is what and happens think, in recovery, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. What do you think changed for you in recovery? <laughs> Everything. So how, how many hours have we got? I know, right? <laughs> well, for one, like for me, I was a lot more selfish. I didn't care as much about other people and how yeah. they felt, which tells me that I'm more of an I than an mm-hmm. S. I'm a strong I, all right? Uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm a very strong I. But I also, in my own development, I own my I-ness. I own my enthusiasm. I own my collaboration and my results driven stuff. But I also know that I needed to get really focused and improve my accuracy and improve my attention to detail because being a trainer, I had to do that. Right. So that's why I needed to do get more of my C kind of qualities. I had to focus on that for a long time. So when you're developing yourself mm. in your career, you do need to quote, get out of your comfort zone and start and sort of expand right mm. into some of these other territories. Um, but when it comes to conflict, people normally re, uh, they they go towards where they're most comfortable and then they criticize the other person for going towards where the other person's most comfortable, <laughs> if that makes sense. It That's is. basically no, what we do. Perfect. And I, the reality is um, I, I like the DISC model. Uh, it is a very simplified model and therefore it's easily applicable. Um, I would like to put uh, different dimensions on there though, because we all have got our baselines. And in this case, I would say I'm more I than D uh, with little traits of the others in between there. But that is me in general terms. At the same token, if you leave me alone, I can spend beautifully a day just with myself. I will, I can be quite introvert. I can be quite, you know, I am very happy with myself uh, as such. So therefore, only because I identify as, as outgoing and extrovert in in my life, doesn't mean to say that the others are not there. So that's the, the first oh, thing that exactly. sort of comes to my mind. Um, the second thing though is, is that, these are the baselines. Now that is yeah. maybe where I work, you know, normally I would say, but then there is me under stress and then there is mm-hmm. me in distress. So, and that changes. And I guess that is what you were pointing towards with regards to when the pressure comes on, uh, we yeah. change. Yeah. And um, in the Enneagram, which is a different, uh, modality for the personality type, there are very clear um, channels of where you go to. You almost change personalities in some respects mm-hmm. when you're under, when you're in distress and when you're Correct. distressed. Correct. For me, I get into D and I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm really strong. I, but when I get into stressed out mode, I can be very dictatorial. Mm-hmm. I can be very forceful. Exactly. You get down, you 
stop it. And I, you know, I, yeah, but, that, <laughs> but in our maturity, as we grow and mature yeah. and evolve, yeah. right. We can stop those kinds of reactions. I don't nearly do that anymore. In fact, I almost do the opposite. I'll become more introverted. When I see a conflict going on, I first think, well, is this happening? Because is it triggering something in me? I step back. I reflect a little first. I decide if I'm going to respond or react as opposed to just being my, my natural I self, which would be like, what the heck are you talking about? You know, <laughs> and, and, you know, firing back some sort of smart aleck comment, exactly. um, which is my, my adolescent. That's my adolescent that wants to come out and be that way. Because <laughs> my adolescence, I was spent out there using hard. And um, yeah, so I got sober when I was uh, 24. And, you know, you do, you do when you to have that self-reflection, it's self-awareness, and you really understand who you are, you can decide. Hide. Like when you take any kind of personality assessment, it's just a moment in time sort of description of how you answer these particular questions. Um, but we do, our personality changes a lot. Like in, and your values, right? Your values changes a lot. How much Perfect. of your values change by the time, you know, when you're 20 mm. and you care, all you care about is this to when you're like a family man, then all you care about is that. And then, you know, might've been career at one point and mm. now it's family or mm-hmm. maybe then it's recovery. Mm. Yeah, you get it. You're so right. Yet that personality types actually do also allow us to to think about the core values that are often associated with such personality types. So if your core value is servitude and be there for others and be there and uh, to to work to then address that person in a more task oriented way that might actually give friction and that this person might not even understand why you are so task driven when all she or he cares about is uh, making others comfortable. Um, so, I mean, think about the various workspaces in which you work. If you're in a, in a, um, in an off, open office where people have their desks, there will be some, some people who have got little blush teddies and, and a picture of their, their grandchildren and nice flowers and everything. Honky-dory, you know that time. And then you have got others where the four pencils are aligned. The, 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 that's your C. That's exactly. The so, first one you said was uh, your S. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there you are. So you can already allocate certain things. So yes, you can. If, if you give uh, the person with the blush teddies and, and uh, the, the nice pictures, etc., if you give the, to this person, if you go in and not even say hello and acknowledge them and give them a spreadsheet in the hand, so fill that out and tell me in an hour where you are at. Um, do you think that will be working? <laughs> do you think? That well, is- <laughs> you know, right now, I don't, I don't know how it is on your side of the world, but right now we're having what, what we call the great resignation, right? Oh. Everybody's leaving their jobs. And yeah. there was 10 million people that quit their jobs in, wow. you know, in, in just November of 2021. Whoa. And yeah, in October, there was 9 million million. Yeah. They're all getting, you know, 8 million of them got reemployed the next month or whatever it is, you know, but they're, they're switching companies and they're switching jobs. And the biggest reason is because they're like, I'm not putting up in this, with this toxic crap anymore. Exactly. I'm not, I'm sick and tired of you just drilling that all you care about is the bottom line. All you care about Mm -hmm. is the money. And unfortunately it's your D's and C's that are so task focused when they become experts, they are put into leadership positions, right? And oftentimes they don't have the wherewithal to really deal with the human resources, right? Exactly. They're people and care about them. And I've, I teach a lot of leadership mm-hmm. classes and teach people about their personalities. And I say, you know, like when you have an S, this is a person who I explain like, they're like the calm duck, 
floating across the water and underneath their little feet are going like a mile uh, a minute paddling uh, paddling uh, uh, you uh, don't see that they're they're the unsung heroes of the even tempered uh, they're these are people that don't like to say no so they always say yes they're way overworked but they're undervalued they're not being correct. seen for all of what they put in correct. And, and unfortunately they're like i'm tired of this bs but here's mm. the thing when they go into the their d boss it's hard for the S's to like speak up for themselves mm -hmm. to say, you know, I, you've just given me eight priorities here. Something's got to give, mm -hmm. Wh which one do you want? Cause they're uh, not all everybody, but especially younger people are afraid to really stand up for themselves and say, this is too much. I can't take this on because they're afraid to lose their job or whatever it is. And those uh, D's, they just want to get the work done. And if you always say yes, so everybody's got to learn a little bit more boundaries. And those D's have to learn to listen and like zip it for a minute, <laughs> listen to what their people have to say and how they're feeling. And especially with the pandemic, right? Because we have, you know, there's illnesses happening in people's families. There's childcare stuff that is, you know, a mess. And there's, there's a lot of other stresses that have come upon us. And so anyways, the, the long, the short of it is there are some companies who can keep their people Mm. And there are some companies who are losing them in droves mm. and it's hard, they say to, to hire, but right now there's, there's in America, there's mm. 10 million people out of work, excuse me, 8.5 million people out of work and mm. there's 10 million job openings. So we have enough work for everybody, but we're trying to figure out, well, if I'm going to reinvent myself, what do I want to do? I'm exactly. sick of doing this old stuff. Now exactly. I need to know myself better so mm. I can pick the right thing that's for me. That really floats my boat. Wow. Does that make sense? Hell of a lot of sense. Yeah. I was not a, yeah. uh, aware of the impact on society, uh, the great resignation. I was aware that that a lot of people were thinking about it, but that they actually were voting with their feet. That was not clear to me. Uh, we certainly oh, yeah. see that here in, in the healthcare service. Uh, and obviously it's in the healthcare service for crying out loud. Nurses and doctors are just saying, what the fuck? Why the hell do I want oh, to be? Oh, they're way overworked. Exactly. Way exactly. overworked. Yeah. So, and that's very hard. So, and. But I want to bring back a point to something that you said a little earlier. Huh. You said, oh, you know what? It might've been in a different conversation we had. Uh, it's about taking care of yourself. When you're where you're constantly making making sure that their needs are met or that they're being taken care of, and you don't have the wherewithal to say, "I'm running on empty," exactly. I don't have it anymore. Because mm. what happens then is we start making mistakes, mm. and we don't sleep right, and mm. and it affects our health. And pretty soon, we're the ones with the disease in our in Absolutely. our bodies because we haven't taken time to care for ourselves. Mm. And I think that's that's the, the key to everything. If we need to look after ourselves first. It's if you're in the aeroplane and the oxygen comes down, you're getting told to put the oxygen on yourself first and then on your child and everyone else. And that is so true. It yet we think it is a cliche. And most of us are, if we subscribe to it, we don't subscribe to it. My generation and certainly the people who I associate with. We're coming from a time where you come on, you go out there, you you're gonna you work hard, and then your the results from your work create your relationships, your business, your money, etc. So for us to see someone saying, "Oh no, I'm I'm not feeling right," there's automatically the "Oh come on!" When I was young, I worked ninety six hours a day, and then I get drinking, you know that kind of shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So no, that, and it, yeah, even now they're calling it this the hustle culture, mm. right? That the more you do, the more you're going to get. But also, I think we have this idea, Stefan, that the harder I work then somebody's going to notice me. 
True. Somebody, I'm going to be discovered Mm. and some like millionaire is going to hire me and I'm going to run their organization. (laughs) I'm going to make a lot of money. No, it doesn't work like that. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to step up. You have to speak up. And, you know, for all personality types, that's not not so easy. Mm. And for all people who are leaders, sometimes that's not so easy to listen to Mm. because you can't accommodate everyone. That's right. But you can listen. Have you ever had a leader, Stefan, where you really disagreed with the direction that they were going with a certain thing, but you, they said, well, tell me what you feel and why you're thinking that way. And you got a chance to really verbalize your concerns and they really took it in. They listened to you. And then they decide to follow their own way anyways. Mm. I, I, this has happened to me a lot. And I, and I think to myself, well, it's okay because at least I feel heard. Mm. At least they got my two cents. And so, yeah. It's okay. I I will still follow that leader Mm. so long as I feel heard and I feel listened to and I feel cared about, like my, Mm. you know, my opinion matters. And then when they fail, I will say, I told you so. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 I will say, I told you. Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, A lot of times they have more knowledge and information than me though. And I, you know, uh, and it turns out just fine the way they're running it. uh, Yeah. (laughs) And that's, of course, that's, that's true. Um, We often are getting too focused on, on our own, pain and our own frustration and that's that's where you were so right you need to look after yourself first because if you are not in stress if you're not in distress if you are able to bring yourself down you are so much more effective as a person in protecting yourself from from maybe toxic environments but equally to realize is that really a toxic environment or are these just hard times there where you actually as a team need to pull together you know, if there is no yeah. money and your boss is basically ripping his hair out every day and doesn't know how to pay you, well, that's not a nice time for him. So therefore, right. is that is he really toxic or is he just in such distress because he actually loves all of you and he doesn't know how he can pay all of you? So, you know, these are the kind of questions. But if you are in distress yourself, if you haven't looked after yourself and you come in, you just had a fight with your wife and then this guy cut you off on the way to work and you're running a bit late and then someone just looked at you why are you late again and now you're facing your boss who is just saying well guys i actually need you to work a bit harder (laughs) yeah right is he really the asshole or is he actually is he actually quite right we need to work a bit harder um so these are all it could be uh, it could both be right i just read something the other day and it made well, it, it always, it, I've heard this a long time ago, but I love it. So I'm going to say it again here is that hurt people, hurt people. You've heard that. And you know what? Healed people, heal people. Isn't that <laughs> good? It is. Yeah, yeah it's true. the opposite. Um, and so if somebody at work is toxic, they're being a bully, they're, um, they're hurt. They're hurt people. You don't have to take that personally. You can remove yourself from that sort of focus of like, what did I do to deserve this crap? Stop being a victim and don't give your power away to those people who are uh, hurt, I guess is what I want to say. So it helped, it helped me a lot to awaken my compassion with, um, with difficult bosses to think that, this isn't really about me. This is their stuff. I'm happy in myself and they cannot ruin my day. Mm. And eventually uh, when I can really come uh, to deal with that on a daily basis, I find myself in a new position. Mm. You know, another, a door will open and some opportunity will come that I can step in. Mm. But in the meantime, what do we do? We kill them with kindness. <laughs> ah. <laughs> you know, to attack back does not help. It yeah. just doesn't help. And so we got to try to help as many people as we can. And I think that if we can use our personality to persuade others instead mm. of just our job title or our knowledge, you know, exactly. my expertise, you should listen to me because I'm an expert. Mm. But 
our kindness, our personality traits, our integrity, our honesty, our empathetic listening, our, you know, um, just the self-reflection that we use so that we can reflect what other people are, like yeah. noticing the the basic goodness in all the other people um, will really help your relationships so, so much, whether you're a leader or not. Mm. Very true. And what you're taking, yeah. what you're talking there is actually taking ownership of yourself, of your actions, mm. not becoming the victim and only react to things, but actually taking ownership. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. The serenity prayer, when I read it the first time in on my first day in recovery, I thought, how did they know how I feel? How did they know what I need to hear? <laughs> Not realizing that it was written probably 200, 300 years ago, that <laughs> prayer. And But obviously it is something that, that was new to me. And nowadays I so live by that creed, by that, oh, I know. By that thought, um, because there are certain things I cannot do something about. Um, Especially during the pandemic there's yeah. so much there's almost every anything we can't do anything so let me tell you what do you think stefan what do you think that you really have control over in your life what do you really have full control over my reactions that's the only mm. thing i can possibly i can possibly and how uh, you control. think yeah that's true how you my, think my core beliefs my core beliefs. And you think, well, wow, your core beliefs were laid down in childhood. Your core beliefs, they are, no, no, no. How the hell can you think that you have good control over that? You actually have. You actually oh, you have. can change them. You have to Absolutely. change them. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just going to be drunks forever, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly right. There's the core belief. Good example yeah. there. You know, step four in the in the 12-step program, um, you have to sort of work out, do the, the very brutal, uh, in-depth inventory of yourself. And if you do that right, with the right guidance by psychologists, mentors, uh, people who have been there, um, and you actually start to learn what is really happening in you, where certain emotions are coming from, which is the core beliefs, and then how these emotions cause actions and reactions. Once you figure that out, uh, you can actually start changing things. And that's well, like yeah, a superpower, you, isn't it? Yep. Because once you figure it out, you don't, your emotions don't cause anything. You could just let them flow through your body. Yeah. Period. That's they it. Don't, right? Then you don't have to react to your emotions. Exactly. And that is empowerment. That right. is taking responsibility. So it's interesting because I'm going to share this. This is a, a just a key lesson for me in my life. And I have shared this with all my clients and everybody I sponsor. Um, and it, it's really um, very helpful. And that's... The fact that when you take full ownership of who you are, that and feel, and after you get, you know, used to really allowing yourself to feel all the feels, there is nobody else that is responsible for your feelings. Nobody else. I don't care what they say to you or how they say it. You, you know, you're not responsible for their feelings, and they're not responsible mm -hmm. for yours. Having said that, doesn't mean we don't have to be nice, but <laughs> <laughs> but you have to take responsibility for yeah. what's going on in your brain. Right. Um, and even then, we're we're not responsible. For for the first thought, but we are for the second one. Oh, nice right? one. Because we do nice have one. a dark side. Oh, we have, yeah. We have a dark side. <laughs> and that does come in, right? That inner critic, that imposter syndrome voice that says stuff that's not a good thing. But if you can learn to, to just not react to that and allow those emotions to pass mm. through you, you can pretty much uh, be unstoppable and create anything you want in your life. It's amazing. A, it is. And, uh, but, Guys, let's be real. It's not necessarily easy, okay? Oh, and, oh no, uh, no. <laughs> for Marina and <laughs> no, me, it is it takes an, years of practice. Absolutely. And then even then, you will never become a master because ultimately there are days when I just want to be angry. 
angry, yeah. anger and resentment was my fallback that has defined my life for a long period of time. Um, it was this external locus of control. Look what they did to me. And because they did that, now I drank a bottle of vodka. Ha ha. I show them uh, that kind of bullshit. Um, that, well, that's so, that ego voice that wants uh, to keep you small and hurting mm, and mm. yeah, and ashamed but, and all of it. True. But so anger is there and it will always be there. Um, and that's often my first response. And I have to, mm -hmm. to think, stop, 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 stop. Am I actually analyzing the whole situation right? Did I actually understand what this person said? Did I really understand that? Or am I just, uh, did somehow the way she looked at me, did that trigger me uh, in something which had absolutely nothing to do with what she has said? Happens all the time with my wife and me. Um, so sometimes, especially when I'm tired and, and, and I come home, the only thing I want to have is a hug and I, you know, I've cleaned up everything and there's that one thing. And she looks at that one thing. Why is that not done? Kind of a thing. And I want to strangle her <laughs> yet. Um, but oh, that is, well, that let's is... talk about her personality type. Let's oh. talk about <laughs> what do you think she is? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, is she more fast-paced and outgoing or cautious and reflective? Cautious and reflective. Um, yeah, I know she is because I could tell because no, nobody would have. Okay, so she's more cautious and reflective. Yeah. Is she more questioning and skeptical or warm and accepting? Questioning and skeptical. Yeah, so she's a C right? She wants precision. She has a system. She, everything in its place and mm. everything needs to be in its right order or, or her world doesn't feel <laughs> stable or her world doesn't feel, you That's know, correct. yeah, but she's always composed. I bet you. And how she says things. Um, and she's tactful, especially maybe not with you, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. with people exactly. at work. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah. And as yeah. I often say, I, I know her in 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 her function at work. People love her. She is she is she is she's a gorgeous woman. I know that. But when she's with me, oh, I see a different yeah. side. And as, because then, it's her, it's her, it's the her critical. Um, yes, it's not even that she's trying to critique you as yeah. much as get your behaviors in line with what may her comfortable. It's a personality thing. And Correct. you know what? As, a, as an I, you are the opposite personalities <laughs> of each other. Yeah. Which and yeah. opposites attract after all. So that's there true. you are. So that's and you are better <laughs> as a whole because you complement each other for the kids. Yin and yang. Yin and yang. Yeah. That is the, yeah. the, the absolutely true. And but my without, husband is an SC. He's a he's an SC sort of right on the line. So I'm with you, brother. I know what you're going through. <laughs> but once we actually shine light on those things, once we actually explore that and understand where this is coming from, and that is where where you show respect and ownership. It's okay oh, yeah. to be triggered. It's okay to be feel angry about the other person. It's not okay to let that anger out. Um, to actually, you know, I I it's maybe a half a year after you still have to own it yeah oh shit yeah because but you need to you know, like self-awareness she doesn't trigger your anger your yeah. anger was already in you she didn't make it like That's it was true. already there she just That's triggered true. it so yeah. what we say is let, this mm. is what i say god gave us nothing but angels really that any for for all of those people that push our buttons that trigger us especially at work those are your angels. Look at that. Don't shoot the messenger. Look at that. Oh, there's something still in me that needs to be resolved. Oh, it's nice. probably something that might've happened in your childhood or something, one of those traumas that occurred in your teenage years or somewhere in the past. And it's being tr triggered now. And the reason you attracted that person into your life to begin with is mm. because your higher self wants you to work on this shit and nice. get it out and get nice. it healed. And when you heal that, you will no longer attract those kind of bosses or those kind of colleagues, or they'll be there, but they totally won't trigger you anymore. Very beautifully said. 
very and that's exactly how i look at my emotions nowadays i see my emotions the anger the resentment the feeling overwhelmed all these kind of things they are messengers uh for me i see them as old friends maybe smelly and not so nice old friends that i don't like to have around but they are old friends old acquaintances that i say oh hello you're here um okay what's the message and that message is typically that i have not looked after myself um that i have not worked on my sobriety or on my mental well-being I, therefore i have worked on my on my relapse and i've worked on my basically mental illness so these are the choices that we make on as a baseline with every single decision we make every day so and being just aware of that is already a very powerful thing but now it is it is it's good to feel these emotions to feel terror to feel an anxiety attack to feel all those emotions washing over you and that's what they are they're they're waves of neurochemical uh substances they are just washing over your brain and if you just wait 10 minutes they're gone Oh, that's beautiful it. yeah exactly yeah. and so you don't necessarily need to respond but you need well, no, to take note we, we just can't stand the pain and so we anesthetize ourselves or we turn <laughs> to the phone or we get yeah. on social media or we go to the movies but you know what if you just allow ourselves to feel the pain for the yeah. 10 minutes yeah. it will dissipate and then guess what you get joy on the other side that's you true. get the opposite level of re reaction on that emotional scale unless you have chemical depression then it's you know it might be different but yeah. but i think for the most part it's it's mm. at least for me i always mm. feel better after a good cry <laughs> <laughs> and after a good cry which means you actually again take ownership you actually accept that right now it's okay not to be okay and it's mm. right now it's okay to fall apart and that is so beautiful to give yourself the permission and to to accept that this is a privilege to actually uh experience such an emotion and such a reaction in response to whatever has occurred and it is beautiful experience for what it is and you don't is. have to do it alone either yeah. true you can but you know you, call you don't with have... a friend and do it with a friend yeah let them uh, be a you, witness exactly but you don't have to numb it you don't have to no. distract it. You shouldn't. There, no. Uh, it depends upon <laughs> when and where you are. There oh, are times well, that's very as a, true. As a doctor, you can't feel it all the time at work. Exactly. Right? Exactly right. <laughs> no. And sometimes you have no, to be the asshole. That's called emotional intelligence. Oh, yeah. that's true. That's true. Exactly. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very much yeah, like that's that. That's a whole other podcast we uh, could do the next time we talk. <laughs> I like that actually because that is that yeah. is the stuff that we that we need to teach everyone out there but it's certainly those that are within our little bubbles uh so the children and the the, the grandchildren you know it is uh it is right other finger there there that is esme the mindful mouse uh on the tip of my finger there and that is my first children's book that i've written and it's oh. it's actually exactly about mindfulness and about about uh, a little mouse in our redwood forest here who is very very vivacious and exuberant and then wants to do things yay and sometimes her actions are unfortunately upsetting her friends and they get mm. growly and angry with her because she might have just you know you know destroyed their bed where they were lying or woke them up when they were sleeping or so so they are angry with her and she worries that that they are angry with her and that she is a bad mouse when in reality it was her actions that triggered something that triggered a reaction and then at the end of the book she realizes that actually no they are not angry about me and i'm not a bad mouse but they're angry about my action and maybe i just need to be a bit more mindful about what life is all about and Maybe, maybe you should make that mandatory reading for everyone at work in my workspace. Uh, <laughs> okay, so it is. Uh, these lessons are universal, but if you can actually start at a very early stage uh, and create that emotional awareness, that emotional situational awareness, ah, oh, how nice would that be? That would be uh, nice, isn't it? No, life is too short, and and. I think it's the beautiful because when we, like you and me, we are in recovery, we are growing, 
we are addicts, but we are addicted to growing into someone new and improving our ourselves every day. Uh, self-help junkie, you called it yourself a bit earlier on. I love that. That's exactly what I am nowadays, yeah. or what I'm trying to be. So if it, if there's a day where I don't learn something new, it's a very, very sad day. Um, that never actually happens. If there's an hour where I don't <laughs> learn something new, then okay, maybe. <laughs> so no, guys, I mean, what I want to say is we have today talked about a beautiful, beautiful um, uh, personality types. And uh, hopefully you got a bit of an, an insight uh, how we tick and, and that whilst we all are beautiful individuals, still there are certain common traits that make us the beautiful people that we are. And some of the traits are unfortunately quite unique and beautiful there. But when they mix with someone else, as we have di discovered today, it can be <laughs> perfect clashes waiting to happen. Um, by just us talking about it, you have learned shitloads today, guys. Um, so therefore, and you know, it's beautiful. Hmm? I could also, um, if anybody's interested, you could download a handout that will share a little bit more about each of these four personality types uh, by going to my website, emergeleadershipacademy.com slash NEFF, N-E-F-F. -F, and you uh, can download a worksheet. And that's not really a worksheet. It's a sort of a reference sheet yeah. that will share those questions that I talked about earlier to help type somebody else and yourself, and you can see where you fall. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yes, guys, indeed. Uh, and that is already probably you're the hub where also they can learn more about you, Maureen. Yes. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. wonderful, wonderful. And my so guys, podcast is there, my book yay. and everything. Yeah. Guys, look down there into the description of the podcast and of the YouTube video. You'll find all the information about Maureen there, Maureen Ross Gem, uh, who is a true gem in, in uh, providing such a beautiful clarity and making personality types so easily understandable and relatable uh, and maybe it gives you a new power to actually a new power within your own life but also how to deal with relationships at work and how to maybe get a better insight in what is happening around you so everything helps every little step into the right direction will make you a better human being and you are on a journey you are powerful. There is hope. There is, there is a future ahead that is better than what you maybe at the moment are going through. And the sheer fact that you are listening to this podcast or watching this YouTube video tells me you want to do that. And I trust in you. I believe in you because you being here is you are taking already action. You're taking steps in the right direction. And there is no way that that can, I, no one can take that away from you. You have become a new person right now. And that is gorgeous. So Maureen, thank you so much for coming onto my show. You're an amazing woman. You are gorgeous in the way you can analyze people and help others understand themselves better. And therefore, in turn, make this world better. And if we all thank work together. So Oh, absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Maureen, Ross, Jem, you are fantastic. Please keep going. And I just wonder who you will be when you grow up. Um, so, yeah, exactly, because you're still growing. So therefore. Right. Never who, stops. Well, exactly. How gorgeous is that? <laughs> Maureen, thank you so thank much, you so for, much for being absolutely. And you guys out there, look after yourself. Bye. Bye. Bye.